Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today I have Tom McClure on the podcast with me and today we're going to be talking about the 9pm club and are you in it and if you're not why not and should we get into the 9pm club so Tom talk to me what is the 9pm club so in my view no nutrition strategy supplement or drug even will compensate for not getting enough sleep whatever your goal is whether you're a high performer whether you're a a driven business person, whether you're trying to lose weight, getting quality sleep is so important. And we all probably know that, but I think it's it's key to try and create uh, a better habit around sleep. And that's for me what the 9pm club is all about. Now, it might not be 9pm for someone else, but effectively what we're trying to create is a, like I say, is a habit whereby around an hour before I want to be asleep, I start a wind down and a sleep routine. Yeah. Okay. So 9 p.m. club is getting into bed and thinking. It's not even getting into bed. It's not even getting into bed at 9 p.m., is it? Not necessarily. No, it's starting to think about your routine at 9 p.m. So for some people, they will be in bed by 9 p.m. Me, I'm in that club. And other people, it's about thinking about your sleep routine at that time because Often people, like you said, they'll go to they'll go to sleep at ten p.m. and then they'll start thinking about that at ten p.m. As soon as Love Island's finished, they're like, right, cool, let's let's go to bed. And then actually, then that whole thing then shifts, doesn't it? It's twenty thirty minutes before you actually think about or actually get into bed and then wind down. So you don't go to bed at ten o'clock. You go to sleep at probably eleven o'clock, quarter to ten, quarter to eleven. So we feel that this is where that, that there's a bit of a uh, a bit of an opportunity to kind of help people to optimize their nutrition, uh, optimize their sleep to help all of these things. Like you say, no nutrition plan, training plan is going to be optimized if you're not, if you haven't got a good sleep routine. So, commonly, 
people just go, oh, just sleep more. Oh, just get into, you know, a good routine. And it's a little bit lazy. So when we're talking about 9 p.m. club, like you say, you could be asleep, but it's about creating that routine. Commonly, people will struggle with certain things. So like they might go, oh, I'm not tired at night. I'm not tired at, at this time. Like what, what, what kind of things can people do to be able to try to offset that and improve that? I definitely think about trying, I think, number one, it may even go all the way back to the morning. And and for me, yeah. being a part of this 9pm club, the biggest positive change I've found is a sleep and wake consistency. Is I find myself, if I go to bed or aim to be in bed at the same time in the evening, I then get up more consistently in the morning. So therefore, I've got a better energy level throughout the day and therefore I'm more ready to go to bed. We say it with clients yeah. with with a nutrition plan. If everything's a little bit random, it's really hard to sometimes work out what's working well and what isn't. And I think having a consistent sleep and wake cycle is is really, really beneficial for that. And then yeah. the the yeah. second thing is for me is caffeine. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it because I think it's a bit I think it's a big factor here. Use trying to use caffeine yeah. more effectively in the first kind of seven to eight hours of your day and then trying to minimize it after two o'clock. Anyone that's worked with me knows I have a pretty kind of strict cut off, like no caffeine after two because of the half-life. Like say people can feel, they might say, oh, I sleep well anyway. I can have a coffee at 10 p.m. and fall asleep. And But actually what's the quality of your sleep like? So maybe trying to, you know, working, working back yeah. from again, when you want to be asleep. If you want to be asleep by 10 p.m., what are you doing seven, eight, nine in the evening? Are you stimulating yourself by watching a really intense program that's scary? Or are you watching a bit of easy TV that's going to help you wind yourself down? Are you reading a book? Yeah. Are you journaling? Or are you really stressed and uptight and thinking about the next day at work? You know, these things can all affect the quality and, and let's say how quickly we can fall asleep. Time yeah, well, I'm yeah, going to come on, on to yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going to come on to that because, like, look, people do struggle to fall asleep. Yeah. You know, so like not, being not tired at night is like that. That kind of goes hand in hand with not, not we're not wanting to fall asleep. And like you say, sometimes it's like, well, you know, if you're watching scary movies or if you're working right up till bedtime, like your bedtime that you need to go to sleep because you've got to get up at whatever time, six a.m., seven a.m. Then that that's what nine p.m. club's about. It's about having that cut off before your bedtime, before the time that you actually need to be asleep to then give yourself that little bit of a buffer to get in. And like you said, early morning light, getting up earlier, regular sleep, you know, things and, and making it not random is definitely something that I think people can really take a really take advantage of. And that that's easy. Do you know what I mean? I think that's an easier thing to kind of implement, like a regular schedule um, and structure. But struggling to fall asleep is definitely something because, look, all of the, the biohackers and stuff might be coming at me, but I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to spend £80 on a pair of glasses and wear them in my bed with some dehumidifier and, I don't know, some waterbed and mattress that cost me four grand. My missus will look at me going, what the hell are you doing? You know, I understand blocking blue light, doing all this, but I think there's other ways that you can do it. I think just switching the laptop off, like you say, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour before you're going to bed and before you're going to sleep is what we're trying to emphasize here. And that is going to help you. You know, that is help you going to be feeling more tired. Struggling to fall asleep is, is, is one. I, I do think that, what's your thoughts on using your phones before bed? Because... I know a lot of people say don't do it, but they've all got like, you know, 
the blue light blockers now and they've all got the, the, the dim lights and yeah, stuff I mean, like that. Yeah, I, I've got an iPhone. I think most decent people have got an iPhone. And you can yeah, oh, you can Android. set a bedtime reminder, right? So I get this little kind of alarm clock goes off. And again, it's about an hour before I want to be asleep. It then minimizes like notifications unless they're you know urgent ones. And again, the, the screen brightness drops down. So what I will mm. try and do is that when I get into bed is then not look at my phone again. I think that's where sometimes... Yeah, but what... what... What if you if you did like what if you're someone that you know uses social media as an escape and it switches their mind off from emails and their day and stuff like that because it's got these functions now, yeah that's maybe, what I'm saying yeah like, as, is that, is as, that an as issue? long as it's maybe non-stimulating I we have something at home called Friends Radio this sounds this sounds a bit strange All but right. my partner she works in you know in a hospital and she's got a lot going around in her mind at night so she finds if she lies in bed with nothing on she that will then think about work and think about the next day and what's upcoming. Yeah. So we will put friends on Netflix, but close the iPad lid, but it still plays. So all you can hear oh, yeah. is it's like an audio book, yeah. but it's something that's not stimulating. Yeah, 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 it's something yeah. that we know, like me, me and her both know most friends episodes inside out. So we're not really listening to it, but it stops us lying there yeah. thinking yeah. about the stress and worry of the next day. And I'm not saying everyone has to do that, yeah. but I think something like say to maybe distract yourself so you're not worrying and stressing. Yeah. That's where That's journaling's idea. popular. People making a to-do list for the next morning, getting a little bit organised for mm. the next day can maybe help you not not be worrying mm. about you know what's what's coming over the over the hill, and you might be able to fall asleep a bit quicker too. Yeah, I think I think that's it. We we I often say to you guys, don't I? Like, don't be lazy. Don't just tell people to sleep more. You've got to give us, you, you know, if you're giving them a solution, you've got to educate them to, to the why. Like, why are we asking you to do certain things and why there might be certain problems with with uh, with your routine that's causing you not to be able to sleep. So let's say you're struggling to fall asleep. Definitely hope, you know, definitely those those mm. things can help. Waking through the night, you know, like, okay, I'm in the 9 p.m. club, Tom. I'm going to bed. I'm in bed, 9 p.m., but I wake, I wake all the time. I wait to go to the toilet. I kind of wake up and then I kind of stir, but I go back to sleep. You know, for me, this this is something that can really affect people when they go, oh, I've got really low morning energy. Like, I wake up, I want to stay in bed, I don't ever feel like, I'm never that person that springs out of bed. And I'm convinced that no one really springs out of bed. But, like, you shouldn't really feel like you're struggling and that it's a really, like, you're peeling yourself out of bed. I do think that that disrupted sleep, no matter how quickly you go back mm. to sleep, will affect your, your morning energy. One of the things I get my clients to do is to stop drinking so much water and liquids kind of around yeah like with your last evening meal or something yeah yeah definitely like yeah have a little bit that's fine it becomes a little bit more difficult if you're exercising in the evening but one of our one of our you know key habits that we ask people to do is get hydrated in the morning and, and stay hydrated through the day but having big gulps of water before you go to bed or lots of liquid before you go to bed you know again will disrupt your sleep so that's something that's a control. The other thing for me is not eating too much before bed. Now I know, you know, the benefits of eating before bed are something for another another time. But if you find that you're waking up regularly or you're waking up at a certain time, it can be due to blood sugar levels drop in and, and you know, your body kind of waking yourselves up. So if you have a big carbohydrate meal in the evening, you know, and then you go to bed relatively soon after, within an hour, 90 minutes, then like you say, you might be waking up when your blood sugar levels drop and or there might just be an uncomfortableness of just sleeping on a, on a full belly. So, 
you know that that's definitely something for you to for people to kind of take care of and that will help with the quality of your sleep so when we say we can't get enough or you say like oh i can only get a certain amount if you can improve the quality if you can improve the sleep latency if you can improve the quality then you want to win up anything else you'd ask people to do i think temperature is a really interesting one particularly at yeah. different times of the year as well recently as, as things have God, As things have got warmer, warmer. clients. Funny enough, there's there's a pattern that clients report in that sleep's disrupted, not not as good, not sleep. as much sleep. So maybe yeah. it's certain times of the year. I, I ask my clients to do a little mini audit. You know, are our pillows yeah. comfy? Is the duvet the right thickness? I find I get very very hot. So certain times of the year, I just I'd rather have a sheet. Have you got a bit of air circulation? Yeah. But also taking a, a warm bath or a shower about again about an hour before bed. So when your alarm goes off, it's nine pm club. That can, you know, help kind of balance your body temperature out a little bit Calm. more, a bit calming, relaxing. Yeah. And I think mimicking that nighttime drop in body temperature trigger, I think, a, a better level of relaxation and, and more tiredness. So you might stay asleep longer rather than rather than waking. Yeah, definitely. It's horrible, isn't it? Like when you set, sleep with someone that's hot, someone that's cold. When I don't know if anyone else has gone abroad and then you get two single beds and then uh, like... You can just set it up to how you it's want like, to sleep. It's not like the best. And it's amazing. I always it's sleep. not the best two weeks sleep ever, yeah. <laughs> we, we came back and was like, seriously considering getting two like, decent mm. single beds. But no, it, it, it's definitely something to kind of you know, take into consideration because, like I say, a cool room will definitely help you to, uh, to, to go to sleep. But I say staying to sleep, our temperature changes throughout the evening, throughout the night. So I, I think, like I say, if you say, if you can try to set your environment up, that's going to be... That's going to be super helpful. You said your missus works in the mm. NHS, Tom. Yeah. Is that right? Does she do shift work? Not as much anymore. She used to do days and nights. Okay. Yeah, 12 hours on, that kind of thing. And, and yeah, I don't know how anyone does night work. I think it's incredible to, 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 be, yeah, to be up all night really and hard, come home it? and then sleep. Or when, it was when she used to go from day yeah. uh, night shifts into day, so sleep for about four hours, get up, and then try and trick your body to try and stay awake. It is tricky, yeah, but that's tough, where, again, I think your environment's really key. Simple things like blackout curtains. I've had clients report in oh, and even game and a sleep mask. Yeah. My missus uses a sleep mask when she used to do night shift work. Because obviously that's the closest point to your eyes at, yeah. for a complete blockout. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, a, a super dark room, definitely something. But if you can't do that, then stick a sleep mask on. You know, that's a, that's a simple solution. When we talk about 9 p.m. club, obviously with shift work, shift work it's, it's really challenging, isn't it? Like to, to kind of get any kind of like consistent routine. But like you said there, if you can set your environment up, so that's your bed, your pillow, your you know temperature, what you do pre-sleep, that doesn't matter when you sleep, you should try to follow that routine. So like you say, if it's 9 p.m. club, cool. If I read before bed, if I have a shower, if I do a journaling, if I'm if I'm brain dump on a whiteboard or a pad or whatever, like it doesn't matter. I think that consistency, whether that could be 2 p.m. in the afternoon, it could be 9 a.m. in the morning, it could be like say 3 a.m. in the morning. It's something that if you're doing shift patterns, obviously it isn't easy and there isn't a, a definitive answer. But definitely try to kind of think about that. I, I think that's really, really essential thing for for people to kind of take home is something i wanted to talk about in terms of well if it's what what if their routine doesn't actually allow them to go to bed at 9 p.m what can they do well if it is 11 p.m due to work or training or commuting i know people often say the hours before midnight are worth two 
for an hour after if I said that right an hour an hour before midnight is worth two okay. afterwards I think that's just down to the quality of sleep isn't it you get more deep sleep in the first kind of part of your day and if you, if you you know later on in the evening you have less opportunities you know after midnight to kind of get into that kind of sleep cycles and sleep routine and deep sleep but what, what is it okay do you reckon if they got into the 11 p.m club but then managed to sleep until 8 a.m that was their routine so they've just shifted it to hours yeah i think it's knowing your bedtime routine and and sticking as much as you can to one kind of sleep schedule even on the weekends i can sometimes see people maybe they yeah. try and try and catch up yeah. at the weekend they try and have a lie-in but then actually that throws them to fall asleep later so again you know we are creatures of habit we do love consistency and and maybe some sleep is something we don't maybe aim to be as consistent with as as we could be and yeah, we do have different lifestyle patterns, different shift patterns, work patterns, kid patterns, etc. So, yeah, whenever your 9pm club starts, then, yeah. Uh, then yeah, jump on board, definitely. Yeah, and the 9pm club could last an hour, you know, and then you could be going to sleep at 10, you know, or you could be like me where I'm in bed and I read a couple of pages and I'm gone. doesn't matter what time. My, my sleep latency is very quick, you know, no matter what book I'm reading. I've read, it takes me ages because I just, I read two or three pages and I'm gone on my Kindle and that's done. So I think they say it's just trying to find the routine. I think that's essential though, just that consistency because then the body gets into a consistent pattern. And then like you say, then you can manage the rest of the day. So dinner becomes, you know, structured and then lunch becomes structured and breakfast becomes a regular time. So your body starts to kind of then get a new routine. And for us, when we're trying to look at clients, kind of plans and everything else like building that consistent routine makes our job so much easier because then you can identify what works what doesn't where it needs tweaks whereas if everything is random every day then you're like oh i felt good that day but what did you do oh that day i did something that i haven't done for three weeks so then you're like okay well let's keep doing that and then they don't do it for three days and then you know it becomes really challenging so trying to systemize a few things is definitely uh, you know, def I def definitely think that some people can do that, that probably are overlooking the importance of just kind of doing things on a regular basis, like I said, even at weekends, as much as possible, within reason. You know, you know, we don't want to be getting up at 6am if you've really had a poor night's sleep because your little one's been up or you've been out on the drink, you know. So yeah, push it back a little bit, but it's just that regularity of trying to not do that all the time. I think that's the key thing. But you've had some, you've had some good feedback from the clients, haven't you, mate? Some of the stuff that you've... Obviously, we're nutritionists. We're not sleep experts, but we want to kind of look at this from. Obviously, our plans are looking at it from a holistic point of view and taking into consideration lots of different factors. Oh, a hundred. What, what, what feedback have you got? What, what things have you implemented, and what things are you? Yeah, got I, I think you're on? right there. Like as adults, I see I see a lot of my clients kind of try to wing it when it comes to their kind of sleep. Like you know, particularly those that are quite busy, those you know professionals, maybe with children or you know they've got business is to run so for for those kind of clients like energy is so important you know like say either they get they have low morning energy yeah. or they struggle in the afternoon and that was one of the most instant feedbacks was i'd often ask people just to do one thing like keep it super simple don't change everything all at once because like liam said mm -hmm. we don't know then what's working and what isn't so even if a lot for a lot of clients i talk about technology you know turn the laptop off like we said Turn, turn the TV off, turn turn the phone to do not disturb and try and get into bed a little bit earlier, try and wind down. And instantly people were saying, you know, clients were letting me know the next day, oh, I've got less cravings in the afternoon. I've got better all day energy. Yeah. 
you know less cravings in the evening often because i find there's a, a similarity and uh, and a pattern with cravings in the evening and often people just being tired your body's asking you know asking you to to, to get into bed join the seven thirty club because <laughs> you're tired after after your evening yeah. meal whereas actually you know you just you're a bit low on yeah. energy or your blood sugar levels all over the place or you've been smashing the caffeine at three o'clock yeah. um because yeah. you're not getting good quality night's sleep so like I say kickstarts their day in a much better way better better energy better focus and better recovery the number of times i've people have reported back in that because mm. their quality of their sleep is improving then they're less sore mm. from their training which is which is something i'm sure a lot of people want you know we, doms we walk yeah, we walk 100%. into the gym and it's it's leg day again and we're still sore from two or three days ago where people are walking yeah. in the gym and they're like oh my energy's good my focus concentration levels are great and I'm less sore, therefore I can train harder and get a better response yeah. and stimulus from my training. So yeah, lots of good feedback. Yeah, I, I think that's good, mate. When we talk about the amount of sleep that you're meant to be getting, you know, aiming for that seven to eight hours. The reason why that is because you kind of normally work in sleep cycles of 90 minutes. So for obviously five sleep cycles is seven and a half hours. So we want to try to get around that number. So for us, you know, if you if you're going to if you you know working back from your wake up time, you're trying to get like six a.m. or whatever, then you go to bed at ten thirty, or your sleep time should be ten thirty or nine o'clock. So then you build in that sleep routine, and then you're waking up at you know six thirty. So if you're going to bed, actual sleep at ten. One of the things I came across because I love reading about sleep was a thing called sleep efficiency. I know I don't I don't wear a whoop or anything else because. I have a little boy and I, I, I have to train at certain times and then, yeah, I just listen to my body so I don't want to see any reds because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to change anything I do. Um, but you do. I know it gives you a sleep score. I wonder if this kind of is how they've potentially calculated it. Maybe we need to get into more detail of the science behind WHOOP. But one person, uh, one uh, site I've shown was you get the amount of time that you're in bed and then divide it by the time you actually spend asleep and that gives you your sleep efficiency percentage so you know if you're in was it seven and a half hours so i think it's like 420 minutes i haven't got my notes in front of me i can't find the, the way i put that in and, uh, and then you actually only have a sleep for like 380 so it took you 40 minutes to go to sleep you do that and then you get a, a sleep efficiency score and anything over 85 percent is considered good over 90 percent is is really really you know really good so i think that's a better way to kind of for me i like that i think that's a nicer thing to do because if you're saying oh i'm in oh i go to bed at whatever but it takes you ages do you know I mean it takes you like 90 minutes or sometimes even longer to get to sleep you know then you, you know your sleep efficiency isn't that good so rather than just saying sleep more which is then possibly a recommendation that someone's given them oh i'll just get into bed at a random time and they haven't built their sleep routine they haven't you know got a good environment so they get into it but they're still wired they still they haven't calmed down so their efficiency is actually really poor Whereas if we can say, well, your, your sleep efficiency needs work rather than just the time that you spend in bed. So we can improve that sleep latency and get you to fall asleep quicker. You can actually potentially even go to bed a little bit later. Do you know what I mean? I actually get into bed a little bit later. So then there's not this disparity of like, I have to be in the bed by 9 p.m. No, you don't. You just need to improve your sleep efficiency. 
just something I came across, mate, that I wanted to get your opinion on. Sounds sounds all right, doesn't it? Like a nice way to to do it. Obviously, you've got to track your sleep. You've got to kind of have an understanding of when you actually fall asleep and how long you're asleep, <laughs> rather than just well. The last time I looked at the clock, it was this much, you know. But then you don't. Yeah, know I, I think any any tracker always has its pros and cons, but anything that can mm. look at your time in bed versus your time asleep, I think, is a useful tool. Whether it's a, a Whoop, a Garmin, a, a Apple Watch, etc., like say any kind of tracker. Again, it, it maybe it makes yourself a little bit accountable to yourself, gives you a little bit of insight. And I know it's very popular, like say at the minute, to be getting up at five a.m., four a.m. You know all these, you know, you know hustlers that are up early. But actually, like say that's why we're looking at it from another point of view. You don't need to get up earlier to do more in the day. You can actually just have a better quality night's sleep. You'll have more energy more focus you know better alertness and you'll have a more productive day in in a normal working day you don't need to get up at 4am to start on your emails yeah 100 percent. but they if they are getting up at 4am then they're probably going to bed at 7pm you know mark Wahlberg style yeah you know or whatever yeah. time he gets up whatever time he yeah. gets up but you're right mate like you say that product the effects of sleep deprivation are pretty pretty brutal you know and when we talk about sleep deprivation that is not just like sleeping one hour a day that's even just kind of sleeping like you know, five, six hours a night, which is a quite common, you know, and, and like I say, it has so many effects in terms of your hunger, in terms of your energy and recovery, like you said, Tom, productivity. So like I say, we're just looking to try and improve these. So mate, talk me through your routine quickly. What do you actually do? So nine o'clock is our cutoff. You are in the 9pm club. You so are in nine, it. Nine o'clock. Nine, nine o'clock. Actually, bearing in mind, after we've had our evening meal, Without kids as well, that's that impressive. impressive. Without having but that's kids, because, that, but that's because I like to get up at five. I'm normally up between five yeah, to five thirty. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I work back if I want to be in bed between mm. nine to ten p.m. So my kind of routine even might start before that because I tend to watch like what I call easy telly, easy yeah. shows on Netflix that I don't really need a brain cell for. You know, just like a, yeah, a series. Again, nothing highly stimulating. No. I'm not trying to learn anything new or trying to do, you know, something, you know, that needs a lot of concentration. Come nine o'clock, normally wind down and maybe a shower sometimes if, like, say, body temperature's uh, a bit all over the place. But it will normally be just in bed, any little to-do list, jot that down for the next day. And then I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to read a little bit more. I'm not, I've never been a very good reader of books, but I'm trying to have a book by the bedside table. And I find mm. that, yeah, once I open a book, three or four pages in nodding off which is great oh, yeah so that ticks the box i'm not actually yeah. worried about if i ever finish the book i'd rather get a good night's sleep nah. yeah i think that's it it was a game changer for us reading before bed you know you, you, you kind of go out of, the, out of the routine of it and then when we got back into it you know especially for me my missus like can read for quite a long time but I, i'm like yeah two three pages i'm dropping the kindle and then you know she just can't believe it how quickly it happens but if i don't have it and i don't you know, I don't have that sleep routine. I really notice it. It takes mm. me quite a long time to fall asleep because, like, say, mind's racing. Similar to your to to your missus, like, you know, you have that kind of something that distracts you. So, yeah, I definitely think mm. that that doing that and finding what works for you, and hopefully, this podcast has helped you to uh, kind of figure that out. And look, if you're really struggling, then just give Luke one of our coaches a call because his banter is the best sleeping pill around. 
So he'll <laughs> make you fall asleep, no problem. But Tom, thanks so much, mate. That was a really insightful podcast. Like I said, there's lot, lots we can kind of delve in on, on sleep there, but hopefully people can kind of take some stuff away. If you've got anything that's kind of really worked for you, tag us on Instagram, send us an email. But if not, head over to the uh, into the blog. We've got a few things about eating for sleep. You know, articles on there, and some different types of food that's going to help improve your improve your sleep quality. And anything else you want us to cover, then just just let us know. But yeah, Tom, thanks very much, mate. Thanks, Liam. I'm going to go uh, go hit the sheets. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.